The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Big news if you're a Garth Brooks fan. Um, he's returning to Alberta, playing in Calgary uh, in September. Oh. Yeah, so there are tickets. Uh, keep it tuned to our friends downstairs at Kissing Country. They have all the details. Well, let's see a sellout nine shows, Calgary, because that's what we did. Uh, hey, here's some more exciting. And one yes. of us got a hug. <laughs> yeah. Was it you? Yes. Yeah, that's not during that, though. That was during the Habitat, Habitat for Humanity. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never got the picture. No, didn't have the nerve to ask for mm. a picture. So I know a lot of people say no picture didn't happen. That's but, right. But it did. Bruce Bowie was there, and Bruce Bowie wouldn't lie. No, he wouldn't. Guys, as honest as the day mm-hmm. is long. Um, we were talking about uh, apps earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one, I know. This one it, it didn't excite me at all, and it, which is weird because I'm a big fan of... So why are we talking about it? Well, because it's going to affect people. Tim Hortons is uh, uh, launching an app. Okay. Now, I don't know if, you, if you're uh, aware of the history of the Tim Hortons app, but it was okay. actually supposed to launch four <laughs> months ago, and it didn't because franchisees... Um, stopped it. They uh, complained about it, said it hadn't been tested enough, and they were nervous because there's other chains like Starbucks that have uh, had problems with their app. So the app is basically, you can order the stuff in advance. It's pretty easy to use. Um, (laughs) That's not going to screw the lineup up. Well, that's just it. The idea is you order in advance, and then you go into the Tim Hortons, and there's a place where your pre-ordered, prepaid food and coffee is waiting Mm. for you but when starbucks did it what they found was the lineup for prepaid was longer than the lineup Mm -hmm. so it didn't really help and tim horton's various individual franchisees franchisors franchisees franchisees um are concerned because they they've gotten pretty good at moving things along and they're they just don't want to inconvenience their customers they want to make sure that the app works so it's set to launch July 27th. Oh, yeah. Um, although it's funny because there's various people who own one or more Tim Hortons who are saying, yeah, no, it's going to launch July 27th. Although Tim Hortons itself is saying, no, it's going to launch sometime mm-hmm. in the summer. They're not picking a date. So I don't know whether or not they're not 100% comfortable in launching it yet. But the word is July 27th. So you'll be able to download the app. I think, in fact, you can download it now. Um, I've taken a look at screenshots of it. It does, again, look very simple. You pick your coffee, and then you can change it, double-double, or you want, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know that it'll work through a drive-thru. I think probably you have to go in the store. It notifies you when you're near the store. It notifies the store that you're near the store. I, the whole idea, I guess, is to is to make things more efficient. But, it, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I can't see that, honestly. <laughs> Maybe I'm not a visionary. I, I've never had to wait awfully long at a Tim Hortons. So I don't know that this technology is going to change that. No. But we'll see. Now, what happens to the guy who orders it in advance and then goes to the drive-thru and then gets told... No, 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 you got to come in the store. Well, then he has to just go drive around and find a parking spot. You know, mainly you go through the drive-thru because there's no parking spots. Right. 
So I um, wanted to throw this one out, and I think it might open up a, a different conversation. Um, the, the Governor General mm. uh, raised some eyebrows today as he was escorting uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, down some steps. Of, at Canada House. That's right. They were at Canada House. And so protocol is you don't touch the royals. <laughs> Although Mrs. Obama did. Oh, put her arm right around the Queen. Yeah. But the Queen, the picture from behind, the Queen had her arm up on Obama, Michelle Obama's back as well. Right. But yeah, it has happened many times before where that protocol has been uh, broken. Um, mm-hmm. If they extend their hand to you, uh, different story. Uh, but that's kind of the way that uh, it, it, it usually goes. So everyone's like, oh, oh my goodness. And she was walking down a set of stairs. Now, having said that, you know, I think there was a concern that she might fall. She's yeah. 91 years old. But... She did. She was walking down just by, fine by herself, hands clutched in front of her. I suspect mm-hmm. that if she needed help, she would have asked for help. I suppose so. And he, as the governor general, he should know the rules of he, protocol. And he says he does. Here's and he the does. thing. Uh, the papers, you know what the tabloids are like in England. Yeah. I mean, they're just vicious. Yeah. Um, so he has uh, issued a statement. He's uh, done a couple of interviews since then. His name, of course, David Johnson. Johnston is the governor general. He said, look, she's 91 years old. There's carpet on the steps, and they're quite steep. It's an old building. Uh His concern was for her. So his choice was break protocol or possibly witness the queen doing a face plant, right? So he just touched her elbow, basically. Yeah, and actually looked, I think, is that his wife on the other side? Yes. It looked like his wife was almost in there as well. But, yeah, yeah, as you can imagine, people get all all out of sorts uh, out of that. And it's, it's a weird one now. A few years back at uh, one of the Yellow Ribbon Galas, the Hockey Heroes Challenge, Adrian Clarkson, who is the uh, kind of commander-in-chief for um, uh, Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry, uh, she was there, had a handler, everything, and she's coming down the set of stairs, and I walked these stairs just before her because I had to speak, and then she spoke after me, and the stairs were pretty steep. Mm. And she was coming, and so she's former governor general. Mm-hmm. Um, she was coming down these stairs, and it was like one of those, oh, this isn't going to be good. Yeah. But, and, and coach jumped up. <gasps> oh. Now, she's not royalty or anything like that, right. but my, my husband got up and, and you know escorted her down the stairs. Put her in a fireman's carrier. <laughs> and, and, and uh-huh. Ran her back over to the chair. But it was one of those, it was an automatic, it was instinctual sure. to go there and to help. And, and, and that's obviously well, what I would this th- is. Well, I would think so. Um, you know, again, those tabloids, much ado about nothing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the times have changed as well. The touching the queen does not automatically mean you um, are beheaded. Are beheaded. So he should be okay. Uh, but it is one of those things. As much as the royalty is debated mm-hmm. at, in England, they still hold them in such high regard that those same people would say, uh, we don't need a royal family. Why do we have... Ro- oh, he touched her! He touched yeah, her! Well, it's happening here, too. Yeah, so. for sure. But, it, again, I think it goes to, you know, maybe a, a bigger conversation about space and, and, and the personal space and... Mm-hmm. You ever, what do you do and what what you don't do because you, you oh you see it and you want to help and, oh, yeah. and you're afraid to you ever had a royal uh type encounter yeah absolutely what was yours i met um princess diana oh wow yeah and prince charles in ottawa um must have been 1980 they came to open we went to see them on parliament hill 
and the next day they opened the new Ottawa police mm. um, headquarters. And I was really ugly kid, and at that time I had really bushy hair. Like I still have bushy hair, but it was like not styled as nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had braces, and I had my headgear on. I was long and gangly. <laughs> and the picture of me, I have a red and white striped rugby shirt on, and a pair of red and white shorts and knee socks up to my knees and sneakers. And so we were standing there, and we went and stood in line. We were right up against the the fencing, and they came down. They they walked down. It was Diane on our side. Charles was on the other, and uh, she walked by, and we shook her hand, and we talked. She was mm. absolutely stunning. And then my brother, the golden child, <laughs> was pulled out of the crowd by security, thrown to the ground. No. Oh. And was asked to, you know, if, if and asked my father, because was, I was there with my father, if it would be okay if he was almost like a little page for them. So he oh. walked behind uh, the princess and was carrying all the flowers and, and all of that sort of stuff. And then put them all in the back of their vehicle, sat behind them during the ceremony. Really? And my dad and I were like, where'd Jeffy go? <laughs> I was off there with the... No kidding. Yeah, we, oh, so fabulous. that was, yeah, that was a long time ago, but yeah, we still so laugh like, about it. They were like, get that it. child, and, and they were like, the gangly, the one... Yeah, no, we, no, we're no, not no, asking, no, no, no. No, the one beside her. The beautiful her. blonde with the white, or with the, <laughs> yeah. the blue eyes, yes. Whatever year I did the uh, Calgary Stampede Grandstand show, there was a royal visit going on at the time. But it would have been uh, Prince somebody and uh, Princess so-and-so. Who's the one that occasionally got caught? Uh, there was a famous picture, I think, of her, her her dress blew up or something at the airport, and it made all the tabloids. Well, no, that that was actually Kate, Princess that, Catherine. Yeah, that happened just recently at Slave Lake. Yeah. Oh, was that? So it was only a couple of years ago. Yeah, I did it, and I'd have to look and see. So it was Prince somebody and Prince Andrew and Sarah. Maybe. That was a while back. What year was? Okay, give me what year was this? I think it was 2011 or 2010. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> I'd have to look. I don't really remember. Uh, but they were in Calgary, and they Andrew and and um, Sarah weren't married then. Might have been Sophie and. Um, Edward. See, that's, I think, why I ended up getting cut off the show. <laughs> because they wanted to go to the Calgary Stampede, but they're not going to sit in the grandstand for two hours. So there's a Royal Command performance for them um, and others. So they all pile into the grandstand. And then you sort of get a condensed version yep. of the uh, grandstand show. So I was scheduled for that. And then uh, got to my trailer, and somebody came came in, and they go over the requirements you know, they've taped you, they've analyzed everything you said the last three nights, and they're like, okay, so here's the jokes you won't be doing. And <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and they just, you know, what do they call that when they black stuff out? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, know, uh, retract or, uh, or? Redact. Redact, yeah. So they had my set all redacted, right? And so it basically was like, hello, here's your next act. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, okay, fine. I mean, that'd be a pretty cool um, credit, <laughs> did a royal performance, right? But then they arrived late, and they had somewhere they needed to be after. I'll have to Google it and see who was the who were the royals that were visiting in whatever year. I'll have to find out what year I did it first. So I was one of the ones bumped from the show. Me and uh, the guy who does the Wheel of Death, because they felt his uh, spandex was too tight. <laughs> Which they were probably yeah, right. They were. They didn't mention mine, <laughs> so it wasn't that. 
Thank so, God for Google. Yeah, so we Googled it. It was 2011, and it was Kate and William's first visit after they were married. They right, were newlyweds. Right, they were newlyweds. Yeah, yeah I was trying Calgary to figure out when they got among, married. Yeah, seven cities they mm-hmm. stopped at. They kicked off the Calgary Stampede. And it was the yellow dress. That's there right. is a photo of, of well, she's she got great legs, so. Yeah, <laughs> and the other memory I have of that is being locked down. Um, every performer had a trailer. It was great to have a trailer at the Calgary Stampede. Uh, everybody was locked down mm-hmm. for whatever period of time they were on Stampede grounds, which is weird because other people are just wandering around. But in the performance area, because they would have had to pass through that area to get to the little royal performance, so we were not allowed to leave our trailers. Yeah, security is exceptionally high. Mm. I'm, uh, I, I was stunned even with President Carter last week watching the security around him and then when you read more still in Plains, Georgia where he lives, mm-hmm. you know, the security detail that is still assigned yep. at 93 years of age, how many years? And at least one of them's been with him since he was yeah, president. Yeah, like 41 years after the yeah. after he he left yeah, being president. It's crazy. Yeah, I wonder what that costs. I wonder what the security detail costs are for past presidents hmm. or even past prime ministers. I'm not sure there's any security detail for current prime ministers. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Good. Good. What's going on? Well, I just were, you were talking about uh, royalty and such, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, there was a group that represented. It was very impromptu. Uh, we played before Prince Philip at the Edinburgh Games uh, or the Highland Games in Edinburgh. And what happened was, is that uh, we were playing with the Coldstream Guards, and uh, the, uh, the, the Prince Philip asked if the Coldstream Guards could play Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. And our band representative, who was the Albert All Girls Drum and Bugle Corps, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody remembers them, but we, we did everything, you know, off book, right? And he said... Can you play Amazing Grace? And the director of the Coldstream Guard says, "Well, uh, no, we we can't, right?" Mm-hmm. And our director says, "Oh, well, we can." <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we march into the middle of the field, and yeah, it was impromptu. There was wow. no, uh, you know, planning or anything, right? How did it sound? Uh, what's that? How did it sound? Oh, we were awesome. Oh. We had <laughs> we had instructors from the states. We were a drum and bugle corps. Right, and we had the twirling rifles, but we were all girls. There was 115 at least girls. What year was this? What year was this, Chris? 1972. We we played for the flaming torch ceremonies for the Munich Olympics. Oh wow! Hmm. And we played uh, all over Europe, right? England, Scotland, Germany, France, Switzerland. You know, like it was the most amazing thing, right? And. uh, like I say, when we were in Scotland, uh, we were playing for the Highland Games, and it was just impromptu. And Prince Philip was there, and that's how it happened. Wow. Did he speak to you afterwards, or? Well, no, no, no. We didn't, you know, I mean, <laughs> we were looking at the Coldstream Guards. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. What an experience. That's You'll a never great forget story, that. though, Chris. Well, we're, yeah, we're actually in the book uh, written by Ivor Dent called Getting of the Game. Mm-hmm. Because we actually put 115 girls up the International Hilton in Munich, Germany, when they were applying for the Commonwealth Games for 1978. What whatever happened to this group? Well, they actually played for the 1974 Munich 
uh, World Soccer Championships in Munich because they liked us so much. Are they, Is it still around, though? The oh, group? no, 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 no. no. Okay. You know, this is 1972, so hmm. kids don't do that anymore. Yeah, right. You know, but it was absolutely an amazing, amazing experience. Very cool. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, it's it's how you run into royalty in a funny kind of way. Hey, you know what? Can I just be an old guy for a second? Sure. Because you're right. Kids don't do that anymore, right? I would yeah. never have been able to interest any of my kids into doing that. But look <laughs> at the adventure. Look at the memory. Mm-hmm. That's a life, once-in-a-lifetime experience that you enjoyed, and more than one, right? Well, Andrew, we actually, the first year I was with the band, we went down uh, the West Coast, and we played Vegas. Oh, man. And we played in Candlestick Park. Wow. We we played in uh, bull rings in uh, Tijuana. We slept on the beaches of Ensenada. We rode in old rickety buses all the way. You know, like we played every rodeo in Alberta and BC. Hmm. But we won best overall band, you know, everywhere. Right? Wow. Because was, because reading between the lines of, of what you said, kids mm-hmm. don't do that these, these days. Yeah, because you know what? They're too cool to do this. But what could be cooler than that? Ex- those experiences that you're talking about? Well, I am pushing 60, as you say, right? <laughs> yeah. And I will never, ever forget. And it was it was Bob Nagel, right? And he was a genius. He was crazy, but he was a genius. <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, 100 and, it was the Albert All Girls Drum and Beagle Band, right? Wow. And, uh, you know, I just. I'll never forget it, and I've done crazier things since. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like one of our uh, listeners just texted, Edmonton All-Girls yep. Drum and Bugle Corps were a big deal in the city back in the 70s. I remember it well. Mm-hmm. No, we're in books. We made mm-hmm. records. We played the Jubilee Auditorium. Um, we won Moose Jaws Band Festival. We won P&E Best Overall Band. Uh, like I say, uh, we played all up and down the West Coast. And then we went to Europe, and yeah, we were selling. Uh, we went all everywhere. We were we were signing autographs and everything. It was hilarious. Wow, that's great. <laughs> awesome. Appreciate the call. That was Thanks, a great Chris. story. Thanks a lot. Well, you guys have a good afternoon. I love your show. Well, I'm thanks for listening. Thank Appreciate okay, it. Bye bye. Yeah. Huh. What an experience. I know. See, I, I waited for when my kids were in high school for that school trip to roll around, and, and I, I encourage uh. them to take that school trip. It'll be, and then for one reason or another, they got rid of school trips. They became too expensive with liability well, and insurance. And dangers and, and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and the world was changing and everything. But you, any of us in my age category that went on those trips, whether they were an exchange program to Quebec or they were of you know an international you know cruise in the Mediterranean or whatever they, those are memories mm-hmm. you'll never oh, yeah. forget yeah well you know things like even the, this you know the the the, the uh, bugle corps that she was mm-hmm. talking about i mean anything that develops and you have to depend on other people and that camaraderie and the friendship and the yeah shared well, experiences are i was in army cadets and our shooting range imagine if this were true of schools today so in charlottetown in i guess it would be junior high i was in army cadets for three years and our shooting range where we actually shot live ammunition was in the basement of the school and the guns were kept down there uh the rifles Mm -hmm. you know chained up you can't imagine of course a school now encouraging live ammunition being fired off in their basement but and, it, and I didn't like it at the time at all. 
Um, but my memory of it is nothing but... Uh, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool, yeah. Everybody did it, and if you didn't, you could stay and take extra class instead. I chose to wear the uniform. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.